Yeah, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football a Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Peter. Although you have dragged me out of bed at about 4am. Our schedules haven't really matched well this week, but we're up early. <laughs> mate. We're, we're ready to crack. You was at the Peterborough game last night. How did they play? Yes, uh, not bad, actually. Uh, I thought uh, Bournemouth, obviously, uh, played very well. I mean, we were under cosh for 70, 80 minutes. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a good result, good draw. Hopefully, they'll get something at Bristol City, but... I get a home to Bristol City, but the away form has been poor, in truth. But a clean sheet last night. That's a rarity at London Road this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, at the moment, they, they just dropped into the uh, relegation zone. But they're still there, still fighting. And uh, hopefully, you know, come the end of the season, we'll uh, be fourth from bottom at their worst. But Good stuff. I'm sure they'll keep fighting for you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Right then, let's uh, have a look at this weekend. We start off with um, Manchester United Everton at um, at uh, lunchtime. Recent head to head, United have won two. There's been three draws. Everton uh, not one. A home to top half sides. United's record is not so great, really. One two drawn three lost five. Carver a one nil defeat at home to Villa. Uh, good win for Villa that. Everton away at top six. It's, this is not a bad record, actually. 1-5, drawn, one loss, four. Come off a 2-0 victory at home to Norwich. Man United not conceding more than one in their opening six matches. When top six halves play top half... Sorry, when top six half sides play top half sides uh, on the minus one handicap, 258 matches, 93 times the home side have covered it. There's been 52 pushes, 113 away. My ratings are suggesting some value Everton. Not surprising there, really. No, and Everton have scored in the last four trips to this ground. And as you say, they've uh, avoided defeating three of the last five. What we need to remember here is just how strong Everton have been away. Since the start of last season, they've won 12, drawn five, lost five of 22 games. What boils down here, Pete, for me is that when I look at a game like this, I'm not actually thinking, will Manchester United cover this minus one line, Pete? My main thoughts are, will actually Man United win the game outright? And I'm not convinced they will. Who knows, you know, what's happening internally. We've got Ronaldo there now with the ego and the issues that we had last week uh, with the penalty against Aston Villa. I'm sure everything's fine behind the scenes. But Solskjaer's now having to manage that clash of egos as such within the squad. And as I say, I'm not convinced Man United will win this game outright. So there's no way I can back the minus one, mate. Interesting game next. Uh, Burnley against uh, Norwich. Uh, last time the two sides met uh, at Turf Moor, Burnley won 2-0. A home to promoted sides, Burnley's record reads 1-4, drawn 4, lost 2. Can offer a good 2-0 draw away at Leicester. Norwich away at bottom six sides, 1-1, drawn 0, lost 4. So that it's, it's quite poor, really, that from Norwich against the bottom six away. Can offer a 2-0 defeat away at Everton. Um, when... Uh, Bottom six sides host promoted sides, 86 matches, uh, 45 uh, home wins, 41 draw or away. Um, Moraine's suggesting some value Burnley here. Yeah, I, I think Burnley look a reasonable bet there. I agree, Pete, in terms of if I had to pick a side, that would be the side that I would go with. I can't believe, though, that Norwich aren't going to pick up a point in the opening 10 games. 
And I would imagine that they'll be targeting this game as one of those. But when you look at the record over this season and the last time they're in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago, they've only avoided defeating four of those 22 games. They've won one and drawn three of those 22. When you look at Burnley's longer term record at home to newly promoted teams, yes, they don't lose many. They've only lost six of 28, but they've drawn 13 of those. They kind of struggle to put these newly promoted sides to bed. And that might be because they don't really offer that much going forward. They sit off. The under two and a half goals has gone 21 and seven in that span of games. So if I was looking to bet this game, I would lean towards Burnley. I've definitely looked towards the under two and a half goals. And, you know, you can get those sort of um, coupled up bets, Burnley and under two and a half goals or Burnley and no one both teams to score would probably be the way I'd be looking to to bet this game. But until, as I say this season after season, Pete, until I see Burnley win a game, I'm a little bit cautious about backing them. Now, next game, Chelsea-Southampton. Subscribers uh, of the the Train on Sports focused on football service will already be backing Southampton plus one and a half goals. So, uh, and then the line is now uh, one and a quarter goals. Recent head tails, Chelsea-Southampton. Chelsea have won two. There's been two draws, Southampton won one. A home to bottom half size, Chelsea's record reads one, six, draw and three, lost one. All six of the uh, victories were by two or more goals, come up for one nil defeat at home to Man City. Southampton away at top six sides, one three drawn, two lost five. All five of the games were lost by uh, two or more goals. They're coming for one nil defeat at home to Wolves. Southampton drawn four of their opening six uh, uh, matches. Um, top six uh, against bottom half, 277 matches. 130 times the home side have won by two or more, 60 times by one, 87 the away side have drawn or won. The racing is obviously suggesting value Southampton, but I have Backman plus one and a half rather than plus one and a quarter. The interesting thing for me here, Pete, is this goal line's trended down as well. Open two and three quarters, it's now two and a half. Southampton in the last 30 games away to top six finishing sides... The over's gone 20 and 10 on the two and a half goal line. And what I'm struggling to understand here is that Chelsea get beat by Man City and Southampton lose to Wolves, yet the line moves in Southampton's favour. That doesn't really make sense to me in terms of a result that we could understand and, and predict the Man it's City a, It's all our members getting on early. <laughs> exactly, that's it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with that. It's sheer volume of focused on football and trade on sports money. Um, Chelsea have won six of the last ten meetings of the side, but they've only won one of the last five and none of the last three at Stamford Bridge. I mean, I lean heavily here, Pete, to the over two and a half goals. Not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Probably wait till I see a bit of team news. Um, but yeah, that's the side I'm looking to play in this one, the over. Leeds Watford next. Uh, Leeds yet to win, and they're on a minus three quarter handicap here. Owned to promoted size, they've won two, drawn, not, lost, not come off a 2 1 uh, defeat at home to West Ham. Watford away at bottom half sides, 1 3, drawn, 1 lost, 6 come off a 1 0 draw at home to Newcastle. Um, when uh, bottom half face promoted, 156 matches. 
48 wins by two or more, 35 by one, 73 uh, draws or away wins. No value in the line, uh, according to my ratings. Uh, I'm really tempted to back Watford here, Pete. I mean, the raw stats, I know we're only six games in, it's a small sample size. Watford have scored more goals than Leeds and have conceded less goals than Leeds. Now, I know it's only six games and it's difficult to assess how that will span out over the course of the season, but this has been a really promising start from Watford. They've picked seven points up from the first six games. The long-term trends, though, here. Newly promoted teams away to mid-third finishing sides. And that's how I'll classify leads. They're going to be eighth to sort of 14th, 15th. Newly promoted sides in this spot have gone 22, 24 and 70. So they've lost... What, what's that? That's like nearly 65% of their games in this spot. Now, they are getting plus three quarters. Since they came into the top flight, Leeds have gone eight, six and eight at home. Five of those wins have come by two or more goals. So you've got a bit of leeway here with this extra quarter goal with the away side. I probably can't do it because, again, this will be one of those games where Leeds will be targeting. They'll know they're expected to win the crowd will be up for it and we're still early in the season yes Leeds are 18th in the table but they know that a good result here will lift them out of the relegation zone and propel them back into sort of the mid-table area so I'm going to keep away from it but it's definitely Watford or pass for me Another interesting game here, pretty similar, to, I think, to what we, you, you just described here. Wolves, uh, Newcastle, minus three quarters of a goal here. Uh, recent head-to-heads, all three have been draws. Wolves at home to bottom half sides, 1-5 drawn, one lost four, come for 1-0 uh, victory away at Southampton. Newcastle away at mid-table, 1-2 draw, three lost five, come for one old draw away at Watford. Newcastle yet to win this season. Mid-table against bottom half sides with a minus three-quarter handicap. 385 matches, 118. Uh, the home side are one by two or, uh, two or more. 85, they've won by one. 182 draws or away wins. The my ratings are suggesting there's value here with the away side, Newcastle. Well, I knew it would do, Pete. Um, the only thing that surprises me here, really, I can understand this minus three-quarters of a goal line. The only thing that surprises me is that Wolves are quite strong favourites on it. Just looking at pinnacle prices now, and on this minus three-quarter line, they're 1.87, whereas you can still get Newcastle at 2.05, receiving three-quarters of a goal start. So I actually would have flipped those because I'm not going to be trusting this Wolves side laying three-quarters of a goal. We've seen so many times over the last few seasons how on home soil they underperform. They might get the job done, but more than likely, it'll just be by one goal. Um, the interesting thing here, though, Pete, you alluded to it in terms of the last three games at Molyneux between the sides ending in a draw. They all ended one all. Each of the last five meetings of the teams have all ended one all. The only game that didn't end in a draw was when uh, Wolves won 2-1 at St James's Park in their first year in the Premier League. So Newcastle are yet to beat Wolves. But five draws in a row, Pete, all at one all. Well, yeah. yeah. Who's discount that happening again? Because, I mean, Newcastle have a reduced goal threat with Callum Wilson out. <clears throat> we know that Wolves, they play all this pretty football under Bruno Large and everybody's raving about them, but they're not scoring many goals. I mean, what have they got this season? They've got three goals, conceded five. I tell you what, 
One all isn't the worst bet to make. No, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, Brighton Arsenal next <clears> interesting <throat> game, another interesting game, and this is a scratch. Brighton have had the better. Uh, they've won two, drawn one, Arsenal won one. A home to mid-table sides. Again, uh, Brighton's struggle's not bad. One, three, drawn four, lost three. Couple one old draw away at Palace. Arsenal away at top half sides. One, three, drawn one, lost six. Coming off a good 3-1 victory at home to Spurs. Brighton lost just one of their opening six matches. In fact, you know, it's amazing to think if they'd have beaten Palace, they'd have been top of the league. Top half against mid-table sides, 375 matches, 220 home wins. Now, this is an interesting stat. Top half versus mid-table, 220 home wins, 73 draws, 82 away wins. My ratings, though, are suggesting there's value with the away side. I, I, I just, I can't touch this, though. Well, <clears throat> what I'd say, folks, if you do like Arsenal, get them now, because I can't see this line holding at scratch. Um, money's trickling in on Arsenal. I, I believe they'll go off minus quarter goal favourites. I mean, who would have thought that this game would ever be priced like this, Pete? When, no, when it's Brian amazing. The amazing. Sort of three years ago. And, uh, who, would have thought, who would have thought it would have been priced like this four weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Or six weeks ago, you know, when the season started. <laughs> it's it's. Crazy and, and fair play to Brighton. I don't want to ask people to put their hands up if they're on the Brighton under points for the season at 45 because uh, that's where I am. But we, we we live in hope, Peter, despite Brighton's great start to the season. Hey, did you hear that Arsenal broke a world record, I believe, at the weekend? No, what was this? They are now, I'm sure listeners will correct me if I'm wrong. They are the first team in top flight European history, I believe, to be bottom of the table after three games and within the next three games overtake the league leaders okay. after three games who were Spurs. Wow. And that probably shows the improvement in Arsenal <laughs> and the, well, we'll talk about Spurs in a bit because I've got a lot to say about Good. them. Um, I I'm, I'm with you, though, Pete. I can't touch this game. Um, I mean, yes, it'll be one of those frenetic, frantic atmospheres at the Amex, so the crowd will be up. Um, but we talked many times about Arsenal's frailties away from home and how they look a bit weak at times. These young kids aren't, though, Pete. They're thrown into these atmospheres, you know, like Sasaka, Emil Smith-Rowe. They're not finding fear and living off past sort of failures like other Arsenal players have. So I don't have any fears really about Brighton outmanning them or outgunning them or, out, you know, having more desire than them like I would in other games. So, yeah, Brighton are in great form. So are Arsenal. I'm keeping well away. Palace, Leicester next. Uh, recent head-to-heads. Palace are 1-2. There's been two draws. Leicester are 1-1. At home to mid-table size, Palace's record reads 1-4. Drawn one, lost five. Couple one old draw at home to Brighton. Leicester away at bottom half sides. Good record. 1-6. Drawn four, lost naught. Coming off a, a two-old draw at home to Burnley. Bottom half against mid-table sides. 422 matches. 149 home wins. 119 draws. 154 away wins. Uh, both teams are scored in uh, in all of Leicester's uh, opening three away games. Wouldn't surprise me if something similar happens there. Value with Leicester, but I I, I can't go with it again. 
Can't trust them, Pete, last no, this, this last of this season, or yeah. maybe even the back end of last season. Um they just seem to be floundering a little bit to me. Over two and a half goals has gone seven and three in the ten meetings of the teams, um, which suggests, you know, plays into your sort of yes on both teams to score. I'm sure Patrick Vieira will have less uh, so I will have Palace well drilled in certain sorts of dead ball set-piece situations to take advantage of the fact that Leicester can't seem to keep a clean sheet on the road. Yeah, a big lean to the yes on both teams to score, Pete. But in reality, I don't really want to be betting this game because I'm I'm struggling to figure out both of these teams, to be honest. Spurs-Villa next. Uh, Interesting to see Spurs are only minus a quarter of a goal here. Recent head-to-head, Spurs have won one, Villa have won. Home to top half side, Spurs record's not great. 1-3, drawn one, lost six, come off a 3-1 defeat away at Arsenal. Villa away at mid-table size, this is a good record. 1-5, drawn two, lost three, come off a good 1-0 victory away at Man United. My ratings are suggesting some slight value, Villa. Mid-table uh, at home to top R, three, six, eight games, 112 home wins, 92 draws, 164 away wins. Again, the slight value, Villa. <laughs> Who would have thought that? You know, that's incredible, really. This is an embarrassing line for Tottenham, really. When you look at their sort of history, what they've done in recent seasons... You know, the firepower that they've got in the final third of the field. This is a humiliating line that the bookmakers have have put out or currently have it. Open minus a half. Money's come for Villa. I wrote in my preview last week that I put up on the Focused on Football uh, website that if Spurs went into that game timid against Arsenal, they'd get beat. And they did. Their tactics under Nuno... He has to start taking games to teams and realising that our players, man for man, are better than the opposition. He's not at Wolves anymore and he's trying to figure out ways to beat technically superior players at times. He has got a world-class squad. Now, are they short in certain areas? Yes. In midfield, I I think that they're lacking. But they've got so much firepower that they should take games to teams. And, you know... I should, and you should, Pete, personally, I think, should be all over Spurs minus a quarter of a goal there. We should be chucking our kitchen sinks at it, but we're not going to because we don't trust him and we don't trust Spurs to deliver. We don't trust the chemistry within the camp. Yes, they've won three of the last four meetings of the side, but Villa did win 2-1 at this ground last season. But, you know, this is Aston Villa, Pete, and you've got Harry Kane and Son up front. And you still can't back the minus a quarter. What a sad state of affairs in North London for Spurs. Mind you, though, as well, it must it goes to show, though, that the ratings are suggesting value Villa at this line. So it just goes to show how dramatic a fall that is. Well, I mean, we know, I know Villa have played well. Villa have played well, though, in the last two seasons. So, you know, so... Yeah, Villa have done very well. But, I mean, how pathetic were Spurs last Sunday? Yeah, not not great. They not just great. rolled over and asked Arsenal to tickle their belly, Peter. <laughs> and they did. It was embarrassing. Here's a, a very interesting game. West Ham, Brentford. Again, West Ham just goes to show minus three quarters of a, a, a goal. Uh, you know, this is incredible, really. Home to promoted sides. Uh, one six drawn, two lost two. Coming off an excellent 2-1 victory away at Leeds. Brentford uh, away from home. 1-1 one, one, drawn, two lost knots. And let, you know, 
uh, sorry, yet to lose. Indeed, only, both sides have only lost once this season. They're cut off a, a very good 3-0 draw at home to, to Liverpool. Top half against promoted sides, 132 matches, 65 wins by two or more goals, 25 by one, 42 draw or away win. My race is suggesting some small value Brentford. Could be a good game. I think it'd be a really good game, Pete. And I'm just a little bit annoyed. It teetered around the minus half a goal line yesterday. It got there, um, stayed there for a couple of hours, I think. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed and didn't take West Ham at that price. Missed out. It's gone back to minus three quarters. And the main reason here, Pete, is that newly promoted teams have... Listen to this. This is a bloody... Deep stat. If you're on the half goal line for West Ham to win this game, newly promoted teams have won 14, drawn 26 and lost 106 away to top half finishing side. So they're just 40 and 106 on that half a goal line. Now, I see a lot of sort of parallels here with this West Ham side under Moyes to that team he had at Everton. On home soil against weaker opponents. And yes, Brentford have done very well. But you look at the squads and you think man for man, West Ham are a better side. And David Moyes does exactly kind of what I want Nuno Espirito Santo to do at Spurs. He looks at his team. He goes, we're better than you. We're going to impose ourselves on you. And we're not going to let you get a foothold in the game. If this line gets back to minus a half, Pete, for West Ham, I will be all over them. At this line, because of Brentford's start to the season, I'm just cautious that Brentford could keep it really close. Finally, a big game, Liverpool against Man City. And interestingly, last week I said about this Manchester City, you know, that what they're going to be like after the Chelsea and Liverpool game. Well, they, they, they put Chelsea to bed. That was a good uh, result for them. Uh, recent heads, Liverpool have won three. There's been one draw. Uh, City yet to win at home to top six sides. Liverpool's record's good: one six drawn, two lost, two come for three or draw away at Brentford. City away at top six sides again, good record: one seven drawn, not lost, three come for one nil victory um, away at Chelsea. Both teams scored in none of uh, City's first six games. Uh, top six against top six: 138 matches, 72 home wins, 29 draws, 37 away wins. My rating suggesting no value in the line. I'm going to take a bit of Liverpool here, plus a quarter of a goal. I'm surprised it's plus a quarter of a goal. It's at Anfield. We know City won 4-1 there last season. But, you know, was that with the crowd or was the small crowd? I think it was no crowd. Prior to that, they'd not won any of the last four trips to, to the red side of Merseyside. Over the last... Five seasons, top six finishing sides. When they play each other, the home team have won 74. There's been 36 draws, 40 away wins. On this line of the home team plus a quarter of a goal, there's some historical value back in Klopp's men. They come into this game after a good result in midweek. City lost uh, in Paris. I think the crowd will be frenetic and well into this game. This is a, a game at Anfield. If it's raining and the lights are on, Pete, I think there'll be a fantastic atmosphere. And I'm just going to take Klopp's men to at least avoid defeating with the plus quarter of a goal line. I know you're a brave man taking City on, but uh, I just think the wrong team are favoured here, probably, Pete. So, yeah, definitely give me Liverpool plus a quarter of a goal. Yeah, this is a 
Well, this is a tough week, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, we, I backed Southampton plus one and a half goals. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Burnley at home to Norwich minus a half goal. Norwich haven't scored, you know, recently. I, I, I think, I think this is going to be one that they've targeted. I think they may be good enough to beat them as well. And the value is certainly with Burnley. Yeah, they they should beat them. Again, we always have the caution with Burnley that when they're in this spot as a favourite, that's when they are, you know, you know, they know that and they feel the pressure of that sometimes. But as you say, Norwich have so little attacking threat. I don't blame you back in uh, Burnley in that spot. And I'm going to take Liverpool plus a quarter of a goal. I think there's a lot better options in and around and obviously sign up to the uh, subscriber list and you'll get all of our best bets across Europe. And yes. Especially well, my League Two stuff. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You had a good one, didn't you? Uh, at the, uh, on Saturday. Sunday. Oh, even, uh, even a stopped clock's right twice a day, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a nice, nice accumulator, that one. Yeah. Yeah. In the European, yet? yeah, yeah, in there, Pete. That's the hard work paying off. But, uh, but no, no, it's going really well for subscribers. And say it's completely free. So we'll tweet the link out for you to sign up. Uh, all we need is just your email address, and you get all the best bets across the NFL, NCAA, uh, football, all all delivered free into your inbox. Yeah. Right. Well, that uh, that does us then for the for this week, and. Um... You know, well, we've got the international break next week, so we'll be back in two weeks' time. So until then, uh, best of luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.